Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody, Doug Addison. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know, there are things going on in the world right now. Have you noticed? There is an amazing amount of injustices being exposed everywhere. There's an amazing opportunity in the spiritual realm right now to be repaid for all those areas of your pain. It started, it seemed to anyway, in Hollywood just a couple months ago, right after Yom Kippur, that Jewish holiday of the Day of Atonement. And we started seeing the enemy exposing attacks. And there's just been an increase, increase. It seems like it's not going to end. But I want to tell you, these are the areas wherever you get attacked in your life, no matter what it is, wherever it is, it's actually exposing what God wants to bless and do in your life. And I want to encourage you that if you're looking for a breakthrough in your life, over the next few months, you're going to see something. Things are going to shift dramatically over you. Don't get caught up in all of the hoopla going on out there. Don't get caught up in the negativity. And the Lord is going to release something that's going to really blow things away. So one of the areas that the enemy tends to attack you is the very area of your greatest authority. And one of the areas we've been seeing uh, is the attack of women. But now those injustices against women are being exposed for the purposes of one of the greatest movements, I believe, that we're going to see on earth. It's going to be coming to the forefront. It's not going to be just women. I'm just saying we're going to see some anointed women come to the forefront. We're going to see anointed men and women, boys and girls, children. I tell you, the Lord is moving on all flesh right now. And there's a repayment that's going to come. Doesn't mean it's going to be in finances we're going to see anointing. We're going to see blessings on your finances, on your children. We're going to see blessings happening everywhere. So this week, I have a special guest on the podcast, and she's well-known actress here in Hollywood, and she's a powerful woman of God. Edwina Finley Dickerson made her primetime debut as Tasha on HBO's The Wire. I watched that, and she was followed by four seasons on another HBO show, but many of you might recognize her on Veep with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Edwina is a co-founder of a nonprofit organization, Abundant Life U, and regularly travels around the country speaking and teaching, inspiring millennials, women, leaders to uncover their purpose and their life dreams. This is one powerful woman of God. She's also very funny and very annoyed, and she's prophetic. Welcome to the show, Edwina. Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Wow. I am so I was so excited and we were we were having a good time and just praying ahead of time. The Lord began to move. So I have a feeling, boy, this is gonna open up for people who really need a breakthrough in their life right now. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Amen. Well, sure. Um I'm originally from DC, from Washington, DC. Um I live in Los Angeles now, and it's funny because uh, pretty much all my life has been prophesied by God in advance that I would become an actress, that I would speak all over, that I would 
go to college in New York, that I would live in Hollywood, that I would work with Tyler Perry, that I would work with Oprah, all of these things, that who I, who exactly I would marry and that I would have a little girl and her name, you know, so many of the elements uh, you know, the significant elements of my life were prophesied by God before they ever happened. Wow, that's and, amazing. Yeah, and so that's why, you know, when it comes to the prophetic, I'm just so excited. In fact, right now, most people don't know this because it's still under wraps, but I'm actually producing a television series around the prophetic. Wow. Yeah. You know, this this authority that you have to know who you're going to marry, I bet there's women who want you to pray for them right now and give them that advice. Right. Stretch my hand this way. <laughs> In fact, you know, it was funny because the New York Times got a hold of it and they ended up doing a full front page story on it. And they came to our wedding and they chronicled everything because they were just so moved by the fact that it was all foretold. Yeah. You know, and that it happened just the way that God said it would. So, you know, one thing I realize is that the prophetic is such an incredible evangelistic tool, you know, in just the same way that Jesus came and did miracles and healed the sick and raised the dead in order that people would believe. You know, I've just seen how the prophetic, even in my own life, has stirred up faith in my heart that, wow, there's a God and God loves each and every one of us and God sees each and every one of us. And he has a very specific plan for all of our lives. And if we can just tap into his voice that, <laughs> you know, the, the, the road is just absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. You're well, talking about my, this is my, you know, I was one of the forerunners in prophetic evangelism. Wow. And using this, you know, the, the prophetic, using the gifts, the, the, the prophecy and dreams and, and things like that. People are, are saying today, right? They're saying, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Yeah. 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 All the time, you know. And it's interesting because especially being in Hollywood, you know, part of my calling before I ever got there, because God was speaking to me so much before ever moving to Hollywood and before ever being on TV, you know, and he was just really laying out for me just the path and um, and spiritually the path. And he let me know pretty early that I would be a bridge. You know, I think some people come to Hollywood and just want to transform it, you know, or some people come to Hollywood, you know, specifically to deliver a message, you know, and then leave. But he let me know that I would be a, a resident representative, that I'll be an ambassador and what that looks like when you're living among the people where you're not just sent on one assignment and leave, but when you really become a part of a culture. And sometimes being a part of a culture can be hard because, you know, just like with the children of Israel, when they came, you know, into the promised land, it required that they maintain the Ten Commandments and that they maintain, you know, these different rules that God gave them and that God cultivated in them for 40 years. You know, he took them that way for a reason and also to prepare them for entering into this land. And it was difficult for them. And, and ultimately, unfortunately, I don't know that they were fully successful in staying true to God's heart, even while being in the midst of um, a secular landscape. And so when you have a calling like that, it's so important that you really do contend 
for um, the things of God while also being relatable and while also um, developing connections in the new place where you are. Exactly. You know, uh, I think that's called, the official term is incarnational missions, where you, oh, interesting. you actually become a missionary and you live among the people in that yeah. sense. And, it, and it's something that's lost these days. And I'm so glad because I'm, I'm in Hollywood as well. And yeah. that had, uh, the same type of thing, the Lord gave me a calling. He said, I want you to come in and and speak behind the scenes. I want you to come in and prophesy, but but not at the microphone and go share all these stories about you know who I talk to. But uh, this is amazing. So what I guess what brought you to Hollywood originally? Yeah, well, it's funny because before we got started on the podcast, you prophesied to me that God was redeeming some things from 12 years ago. I mean, from no, what did you say? Did you say 13 years ago? I said 13 years ago on one of them. And another one I said for when you were 12. 12 Yeah. And I was doing the math on like 13 years. And I remember that it was about 13 years ago when I first went to Hollywood, when I first went there, it was to screen test for a new show at the time. And it was on a cable network. And I saw God move in all these different ways, like just the offer and the deal and the money and all these things. But it came with it, a nudity clause. And they wanted me to sign that I would be willing to do nudity. And that was something that for me, you know, was off limits. Right. And so And I just remembered really contending with God because I'm like, wow, God, how could you open up this huge opportunity, you know, but then have this caveat that I, you know, where I have to make a decision or have to make a choice. And it was interesting because I had to wait. Right. So after that, I had to kind of go back into a waiting season. And three years later, I went back to Hollywood again. And this time I knew it was a very prophetic trip. This time I was kind of equipped with all the things that God had shown me and taught me and revealed to me in that three years. And I was invited to come back again. And this time it wasn't for acting. It was for ministry. And while I was on the plane, I had my notebook and God was just speaking. And and I knew that I was supposed to chronicle um, this trip. And anyway, long story short, my second to last day in town, a friend took me up to Runyon Canyon and I had never heard of Runyon Canyon. I didn't know what it was, but it was kind of like this big hill. It felt almost like a mountain right in the middle of Hollywood. And we were climbing all the way to the top. And when we got to the top, it was like I was overlooking the promised land. Wow. And all of a sudden in the distance, this one you know, sign, kind of like a billboard, was catching my attention. And I didn't understand why this, of all the different billboards and signs and all kinds of things that were around in my purview, but this was just calling me. And, and I was pulling my friend almost to the edge of the cliff trying to, trying to read it, you know, trying to read the, all the words. And we couldn't make it all out. And finally, he said, you know, Edwina, let's go. You're spending all this time trying to read this side. I'm like, okay, fine. And we get to the bottom of the hill and he says, you know, have you given any thought to coming out here? Because I was living in New York at the time. And I said, this has been a great trip. And he said, you know, I just feel like you do so well out here in Hollywood. I said, well, you know, this has been a wonderful, wonderful trip. But my agents aren't supportive of me coming to Hollywood. They want me to stay in New York. And God hasn't spoken to me about 
making a big leap like that across the country, you know, moving here, I said, I guess if God told me I, I needed to, that it was, you know, it's time to go that, you know, I do it without having anything. I said, but right now those two things are what are really holding me back. And he kind of rolled his eyes, you know, why are you going to make stuff so deep? You know, it's not that deep. <laughs> But finally, you know, we parted ways. And then my last night in town, I was walking with another friend and it was like pitch black outside and we're walking down the street. And all of a sudden, Doug, my camera takes a picture by itself and it just flashes. And I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and we're just stunned. And finally, I turned the camera over to see, well, what did it take a picture of? And Doug, it was the sign that I saw at the top of Runyon Canyon two days prior Wow. And it was up close and perfectly framed, almost passed out. Yeah. Now there's a sign from the Lord. You know, people are asking. That is amazing. (laughs) It said from Harlem to Hollywood, you're a star. Congratulations. (laughs) There's no way you could make these things up. (laughs) You know, so here I am about to pass out. And it's crazy because where I was standing, I was standing on a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's where I was standing. I looked down. And what was funny, and most people don't know, is that just about five minutes before that all happened, I went into a souvenir shop and I bought a keychain. And the keychain had a star on it. And on the back, it said Hollywood. And in the middle, it said Esther. And with my friend there, she said, why did you buy this keychain? I don't understand why. Your name is an <laughs> You know, I don't see why you bought this keychain. But what she did not realize is that for those three years, those three years before, you know, between me coming out to do the screen test and, and this moment, um, God had spoken to me so much about Esther in the Bible, and I was just devouring this book, Esther. And it wasn't until toward the end that I found out that Esther's name meant star. Oh, and so it was so significant to me to go into this shop and, and see this keychain with a star and the name Esther in front of it on the back, say Hollywood. And so I bought it and I put it in my purse. And there, five minutes later, my um, camera captures this picture from Harlem to Hollywood. You're a star. Congratulations. And it was just amazing from that time to this, what God has done, you know, you know, as far as acting, as far as nominations, as far as producing, as far as, you know, just really um, going to some heights in my industry that that really I, I had only envisioned that I had only seen from a far distance and that I knew to have faith for just because God said it, you know, sometimes God speaking something and saying something, whether it's to your own heart or whether it's prophetically, you know, encouraging us a lot of times is to really expand our vision, you know, to let us know how he sees us because how he sees us is normally so much greater than how we see ourselves. That's right. I received these prophetic words from strangers. You know, you're going to work with Tyler Perry and you're going to be filming in Georgia and you're going to be filming on Tyler Perry studios and you're going to know Oprah and you're going to be working with Oprah and all these things. And all of them have now manifested. And it's funny because right now I'm in Georgia filming a show, um, you know, and talking to you, 
But, you know, sometimes I just feel like when you're on the other side of some things, especially things that God spoke, that it's a part of the whole journey for you to come back and testify, right? It's a part of the journey for you to come back and share with others who are still waiting and who are still contending, who are still praying, still hoping, who are still seeing things from afar off and just let them know, listen, what God is showing you is real. It doesn't matter how far off it seems. It doesn't matter how great and how grand it may feel that these things are true and that at the appointed time, God will manifest the things that he's spoken over your life. Just wait on it. It yeah. will come to pass. Yeah. So you know, a lot of people receive prophetic words, just like you're talking about. And most people don't, you know, for the average people, don't, they don't see uh, things come about. So I, mm-hmm. I assume there was something happened between the time that you got the word and everything started to manifest. Did that happen to you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm really passionate about, you know, when people are standing in faith for something, just really having a balanced view as far as, yes, the spiritual, right? The spiritual realm, which is a very potent and very real world and very real realm, but also understanding that it's a a parallel universe to the natural realm as well. So, you know, books like Proverbs, for instance, talk a lot about wisdom and talk a lot about practical things that sometimes, you know, especially for a lot of people that, you know, that are super duper duper spiritual, sometimes you can cast off restraint, so to speak, when it comes to the natural things. So, you know, for instance, you know, when God said I was going to go to Hollywood, it's like, okay, so that means, you know, and said, okay, you're going to be working in film and television and all that. Well, my main background was in theater. And so, and I would go on auditions and it was so funny, Doug, because when I was younger, you know, both spiritually and naturally age-wise, you know, when I was younger, I just kind of feel almost entitled, like, well, God said this, so it's going to happen, you know, and that's it, period. God said it, it's going to happen, so let me just, you know, let me just wait and let me just believe, and that's that, you know, and it's going to happen. And it was funny because I started going on auditions and I wasn't booking anything, you know, or, you know, I I wouldn't get close to it. I wouldn't get a call back. I'm like, hey, that's not how this is supposed to happen. (laughs) You know, like, that's not the story, right? (laughs) Like, I'm auditioning. I'm supposed to be getting cast and everything because God has a great destiny over my life. And so I started realizing, wait a minute, like, that doesn't mean that I don't have to perfect my skill. That doesn't mean that I don't have to do everything that a person, you know, would need to do in the natural to make sure that I'm a faithful steward over this gift that God has given me. Yeah. So I enrolled in dance classes and I enrolled in music classes and I enrolled in, you know, went back to acting coaching, even though my pride was like, wait a minute, I've got degrees in acting and I teach acting. And why would I need to, you know, get a coach in acting like I'm the expert. Right. But it's like, daughter, humble yourself (laughs) to where God has for you. You have to have a teachable spirit. And you have to be willing to be excellent. And that's one of the things that, you know, I really get out of Daniel's story and even Esther's story and people really Joseph's story and really being prepared for this place. Right. They didn't just wake up and become king or wake up and become second in command or wake up and become queen. Right. 
they had to go through a process and God made sure that each of them went through a process. And I said, okay, well then I have to yield myself to my process. And so a part of that process was absolutely spiritual, you know, was absolutely reading the word and praying and contending. But the other part of it was you need to be excellent at your skill and excellent at your craft, especially if you think you're going to win an Oscar and you're going to get nominated for all these things and God's going to do these wonderful things in your career. Okay, get ready for it, you know, uh, and deliver when it comes to these auditions. Yeah. Deliver when it comes to these roles, you know. And and so that's what I did, Doug. You know, I, I just really pressed in um, and I'm still pressing in, you know, as far as the quality of my gift. Right. And I have a variety of gifts. And so, you know, I feel like training and honing and spending time developing those things is really a value. Um, you know, and the other thing was, okay, being sensitive to when these opportunities arrive, right. And making sure that, that you're being obedient. So for instance, I remember being in my apartment in New York and this is around the time God, you know, did, you know, did that whole signs and wonders as far as the camera. After that, I started receiving prophetic words and everything that God was about to transition me to Hollywood. But, you know, a part of it too was just being obedient. And I remember one day God saying, okay, I want you to get up. It's already nighttime. I want you to get up catch two buses, a train into Manhattan. And I want you to go to this Bible study tonight. And I'm thinking by the time I do all that, the Bible study is going to be over, you know, but I knew that God was calling me to go. And so I did, I got up, it was like seven o'clock at night, but I'm like, all right, fine. You know, got on the bus, got on the subway, made it to the place. Sure enough, it was almost over. They were wrapping up and I'm like, God, see, why did I do all this? They're done. You know, but it was funny because at the very end of the Bible study, there was this one woman that really caught my attention and I just started praying for her and she was weeping and, and, you know, and I was like, wow, God, okay, thank you for showing me why I was here. I was sent here for this woman. You know, this woman clearly needed a word and I gave her a word, you know, and that was that. And so we walked to the subway together and we finally exchanged names. And when she said her name, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, are you a writer and do you create shows? And she said, yes, I do. And I was like, okay, you'll never believe this. I have been trying to get an audition for your show for the last three months (laughs) and couldn't, couldn't even get in the room. And she said, really? I said, yeah. And she said, okay, well, I'll fix that. And sure enough, she got me an audition for her show. I ended up booking the role. And don't you know, that's the show that ended up bringing me to Hollywood. Wow. Wow. Now, the amazing thing is, You get the prophetic word, right? You get the promise. You're standing on the promise. Then you did something practical to activate it. Yeah. You got some training. You were talking about the physical and the spiritual. And then the spiritual even took you to the Bible study. And that Bible study was the doorway to your destiny. Right. Wow. The Bible study was the doorway. And then, but, but I wasn't offered the role. I still had to audition. Exactly. So it then it went, got back in my court of like, okay, are you ready for this? Are you going to be able to deliver on this? You know, but I knew because the spirit had already told me, you know, that's so much about this project and it being in Hollywood and all that to prepare 
by the time the opportunity came, I was ready. And I feel like that's one thing that we have to do as believers. If we're really going to walk by faith and not by sight, that when the word comes or when the impression comes, or even when the vision comes, that we really do what we need to do by faith. And that by faith can be so hard, Doug, because sometimes we don't even just want to release our hearts over by faith because we don't want to be disappointed. Exactly. Oh, it was the same way with me getting a whole word about my husband and all that and who I was going to marry. It was six years between the time that I got the word and the time that we were actually walking down the aisle. Wow. Those six years were hard. (laughs) It's hard to have to hold on to a word while still having disappointments in between. Like, is this really going to happen? Did I hear right? You know, does this even make sense? Maybe I should just go a different path. You know, maybe I should just throw my hands up altogether because giving up on this feels like it would be so much better than having to hold on, you know, and these are just really very real things that we as believers don't always talk about, you know, or even questioning, is this really from God? You know, was this something that, that was just my flesh? And so, you know, I just feel like us being able to unpack these things truthfully and honestly and with vulnerability, you know, will will bring about um, healing. And also, I think, take our faith to an even deeper level, you know, to be able to, to stake our claim somewhere and realize that, listen, faith is a choice. And regardless whether we're having faith for the negative, which is fear, or whether we're believing for the positive, which is faith, we have a choice, right? And either way, it's belief in something that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. So the way that I look at it is really being able to stake my claim in the positive and daring to believe things that God is showing me that will actually come to pass. And there's some things even right now that I'm like, is this going to happen? Isn't this going to happen? Should I prepare for it? Shouldn't I prepare for it? And I'm realizing, you know what, if I prepare for it, what's the worst that can happen? If I choose to believe and choose to extend my faith that way, what's the worst that can happen? You know, but what's also the best that can happen? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. What's the best that can happen? And sometimes I feel like, you know, we have to start asking ourselves, what's the best that can happen? Exactly. I agree with that. So there's so much that you're just overflowing with these testimonies. And not only just the testimony, there's power behind your words because you've walked this. That gives you authority and so you had these words, you know, you've received all these blessings now over 13 years, I guess. And that was part of the prophetic word I gave you, that there's something going on right now. And the Lord's brought you, a, you know, a man in your life. You've had a, you have a baby of this career. You're working with Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey. My goodness, you got these blessings flowing from you right now. And you can see now, it's like a connect the dots drawing. You're looking back and seeing this, how these things happen. So I guess there is a connection then between the spiritual and the prophetic and the life empowerment? Oh, there absolutely is. There absolutely is. I mean, uh, my husband and I have an organization called Abundant Life University. We call it Abundant Life U. And we travel to a lot of different places and do workshops and seminars and conferences and, you know, and speak at, at different organizations and ministries and colleges and universities. And some are 
secular and some are spiritual. And a lot of times when you're speaking in a secular context, you have to be able to take things that are deeply spiritual and, and be able to kind of be that bridge, right. And be able to communicate things in a very tangible way. And I feel like that's really valuable. You know, like there's a certain kind of methodology that we use when it comes to vision, you know, and vision obviously is, is a very universal term, right. But for a lot of us that are in Christ and a lot of us who are receiving prophetic words, one thing I've come to realize is that a lot of times our vision is is sparked by God, is sparked by something that the Holy Spirit reveals to us. And just as far as methodology, you know, with regards to life empowerment and how we teach it, having vision boards, like a lot of people have vision boards. I have a vision book. The <laughs> my vision book is, I mean, thick. Okay. <laughs> And I created it, gosh, probably around that time, about 13 years ago, you know, created it. And really, I mean, from affirmations to different people who are role models to different aspects of work that I really wanted to be involved in, you know, speaking at the time, I was just out of college, you know, so none of these things had transpired yet, you know, it was just a dream. It was just a vision. It was just a word, but it's like each and every page, whether it's how much I wanted to be paid, you know, I had it on there, you know, where I wanted to travel, I had it on there, you know, my wedding and marriage, I had it on there, child, I had it on there. Right. And so it's very, 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 very vivid. And I do encourage people, you know, as far as life empowerment, have that vision board, have that vision book like I do, you know, really keep these things before you. And I think a lot of people wonder, well, is that spiritual? Is that natural? But I'm telling you, you know, there's something about the law of sympathetic resonance, you know, and a lot of these things are deeply spiritual, right? Like being able to set these things before you. And even God talks about visions and dreams and all of that. Right. So, so for me, it was cutting out images, you know, through all kinds of magazines that really aligned themselves with what I felt like God was speaking over my life. And some things were initiated by God and some things were just, Lord, I would love to live in a big house. So let me put that on there. Yeah. You know, that I just desire, right. And that my heart desires. And the word talks about that too, that, Hey, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So not being afraid of really conceiving what are the desires of my heart, right? And so in companion to that vision uh, book for me was also this big book of goals, right? And so for me, it looked like planning out my life for like 50 years, Doug. And (laughs) so at first I was really, you know, when I was in college, my last year of college, I had, um, and I went to NYU and studied drama. I went to Tisch School of the Arts and all that. It was a great program. You know, at the very end, I was doing this uh, course called Preparing for the Profession. And now I teach a lot of that same stuff. But, you know, as my final paper, they wanted us to plan out our our, um, goals for the next 20 years. And I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. And I didn't understand why, um, why I was so blocked And I finally went back to my teacher. I was like, well, can I just do five instead of 20? And Doug, I went back and I still couldn't do it. And I didn't understand what the block was. In fact, the school uh, counselor 
suggested that I nicely suggested that I go to the school psychologist and figure out what is blocking me. I'm like, really? Is it that bad? (laughs) You know, but as God would have it, I went to church that Sunday and the pastor, Dr. A.R. Bernard in, in New York City, he was preaching on visions and dreams and destiny. And in that message, he started speaking about goals. And he said, you know, the top reasons why people don't set goals. And the number one reason was fear of failure. Mm. And after that was fear of success. And then it had to do with not being sold that goals are actually actually have any kind of power, right? That there's that anything will become of it. And for me, I realized that I had a real fear of failure that I was afraid to fail. And therefore I didn't want to get specific about what it was that I, that my heart really wanted Yeah, because I didn't know what I would do if it didn't come to pass. And here I've made it so specific and now I've articulated it and now I've put it out there to myself, to others, you know, that, that this is something that I really want. And what would happen if it doesn't come to pass, then I'll be a failure. And that's how I really felt. And that's what was prohibiting me from dreaming and dreaming big. And so once God identified that for me, that that was a big block for me, then he started showing me in the word how, you know, it says, write the vision, make it plain so that the herald can run with it. Exactly. You know, or being specific, like the, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, you know, and how powerful the word is and how powerful our words are, that it's creative power. And Elohim was the creator God. You know, that everything doesn't have to exist first, that sometimes it exists in vision form first, but that we will be remiss to send if we don't send that word out. Right. If we just lock it up in our heart and just be afraid to release it. No, speak by faith, speak, 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 release, write it down, get specific. And so that was the breakthrough, Doug, that I needed in my heart that I needed And I'm telling you, God gave it to me and you just couldn't shut me up. (laughs) I wrote a whole book about it and just went on and another thing and another thing and another thing. And I'm telling you, I still carry that book with me to this day because I've been amazed by how many things I've been able to check off the list and how many things that I spoke. You know, all of it wasn't a prophetic word. Some of it was just, this is what I hope for. This is what I long for. This is what I'd love to see. Those are heart's desires. You can you can have those. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we don't feel like we're allowed to have that. Right. But there's so much freedom and just really getting in touch with what does my heart really, really want and being able to articulate it. And so that's what I did. And then it's like the stage after that, as far as our methodology, you know, going from that vision stage to the goal stage is now lining your life up with what you say you want. And a part of that is the discipline of becoming Hmm. Right. And so if I say, hey, I want to be an award winning actress and hey, I want to be a mother. I want to be a wife. Right. Um, Now it's about it at that time, though, we're talking about just coming out of school. I mean, I had a million things. Right. I wanted to do a million things and I wanted to do them all at the same time, Doug. And I wanted them all to manifest at the same time. Exactly. Now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now. Right. All happening right now. And so for me, 
a part of that discipline was, okay, I have to get focused. I have to get focused. It's not about just doing a million things. Sometimes it's about doing two or three things exceptionally well. Yeah. Versus being a jack of all trades, trying to scatter yourself versus focus yourself. And that was really hard for me, I have to say, because I do music, I dance, I speak languages. You know, there were so many things I write. I, you know, there were all these different things and act. And then even within acting, I was doing Shakespeare and television and film, you know, and plays and musicals. Right. And so it's like with all of these different things in front of me, I had to really get specific about what is it that I'm really trying to um, see, see a harvest from in this season. Yep. So now it's not just about scattering seed. It's about planting it strategically and watering it strategically and, and overseeing it strategically. Right. So that I can see a very strategic and specific harvest in a certain area. Right. And so that was hard for me, but that's one thing that, that we are able to really teach now, right. Helping people to get from like, okay, the macro is big when you first start out, but when you're implementing and executing, you've got to start thinking micro. Mm. So what are the things that you're thinking about in a micro level that you're willing to day in and day out water and see grow? And so for me, it boiled down to two things in that season. It was acting and abundant life. Those are the two things that God had spoken to me the most clearly about. Those were the things that I really felt, you know, in my heart that God was doing with me in that season and that and that I was called to perfect. And so once you start narrowing that down, right, what are the what are the few things that God is calling for this season? And it was encouraging for me that, OK, it's not always going to be this season, right, that once these things grow, that I'll be able to add on other things. Right now, I'm in a season where I'm able to add on being a wife and adding on being a mother, adding on producing. Right. And so God was faithful in that way. But when it comes to now, now you've minimized, right? And now you've decided I'm going to become an expert in certain areas versus the jack of all trades. Now it's like, okay, the time management piece of how are you going to set up your days so that everything you do is directed, right? So you're not spending time, you're investing time. And so we do this whole technique called time mapping and really approaching time approaching time based upon your top and we try not to go above five, right? So based upon your top five roles in your life. So whether that's as a prophet, as a, you know, as a, as a speaker, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a writer, you know, and as a father, right? So those may be your top five, right? For someone else, it may be as a mother, as an entrepreneur, or as a, as an employee or whatever it is, as a wife, you know? So depending upon how your life is set up and how you want your life to be set up and your top five, you know, for some people, they're caretakers where there was a whole season in my life where I was a caretaker. Like that was one of my huge responsibilities with my, within my family. And I had to rearrange things. I had to readjust my time map based around that being a huge role that I had to play. So we help people to identify those top roles as well as their top goals, right? What are you really, really, really trying to achieve in this season? And then we kind of do what's called reverse engineering, right? And so we look at your time 
based upon your goals and based upon your roles and start to develop a whole strategy for you on how to build your time each and every day and creating a time map so that every day you're moving the needle in these areas toward your goals every single day right? That you have structured their time. Cause we all have the same amount of time, 24 hours in a day. And sometimes we look at certain people and we're like, how in the world are they able to have 50 different books and travel <laughs> all over the world? And da, da, da. Like how in the world do they do it? Right. And there's certain things that they've been able to master when it comes to time that some of us just either haven't learned or haven't committed to yet. And so that's one of the things just as far as that practical life strategy that we help for people to do. And once we create that time app, then it's about staying focused and actually having accountability, right? And having accountability partners and people that you're sharing with that are going to walk with you hand in hand through this journey so that you can stay on it. So it's not just a plan, right? But that you're really willing to work the plan. Yeah. Because that, you know, and even, even, you know, Jesus stayed focused, right? You know, he was like, he said no to a lot of different things. Or when people brought him things, he said, "Mm, that's not my assignment. Or "Mm, that may be a part of my assignment, but it's not time yet. So he was very sensitive to the time. He was sensitive to the season. He was sensitive to the invitations, right? And he was very sensitive to his purpose. He said, hey, I, I do what I see the father doing. That's what I do. You know, I don't do a million things. I do the things that I see him doing. That's good. Yeah. And so that's really, you know, kind of a part of our natural methodology to come, you know, walk hand in hand with that spiritual, with these spiritual principles and that we've just seen so much, you know, even with regards to people and finances, whether it's earning more income, you know, whether it's getting out of debt. You know, like there's been just really big, um, you know, transformations that people have had in the natural realm, building businesses, sustainable businesses that we've seen by people really adopting, you know, a, a methodology that is both natural and spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. This is an amazing testimony. I want to just recap. Is, is this correct me if I'm wrong here? But what I was hearing you say is you need to get clear on what you feel called to do. Do yeah. something practical towards it. Seek the Lord and take action whenever he speaks to you. Absolutely. Yeah, this is Absolutely. powerful. You and I are cut from the same cloth. I, this is my whole day. I do this. I map out my time. Most people don't know that prophets actually do that or don't know a prophet that does Yeah. That. Anyway, it's so good. This is so rich. Everybody, we're talking to Edwina Finley Dickerson actress, motivator, woman of God. Well, I'm going to have you pray over us here and activate this on us, and then then let us know how we can get a hold of you. But I know that there's some people who just want to receive what you have right now. Wow. Amen. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you humbly and boldly. Father God, your word says that we can approach your throne of grace boldly, Lord God. We just thank you that you are omniscient, and omnipresent. Father God, that you sit high, but you look low. Father God, that there's not one person under the sound of my voice that you are not looking at right now, and that you do not know every single step of their life. Lord God, you know where they've been. You know where they are right now, and you know exactly 
where they're going. And more importantly, you know what your plan is for them to go. And we realize that we have a choice. We don't all have to walk out the ordered steps that you've created for us. And just because you have this great plan doesn't mean that we're all going to get there. That some of us are just not willing to do what it takes to join you on the journey. And so I ask for a release right now of willingness in the heart of belief, starting with faith, Lord God, faith that you are God and that your plans for us are incredible. So we start with faith and believing that and not being shaken in that no matter the circumstance, no matter what we have to endure, there are people here that are enduring very real challenges. And I have been through very real challenges. Doug has been through very real challenges. So we know what that is to have to have opposition, even on the path, but it just makes you stronger. I just want you all to know it makes you stronger that the testing of your faith absolutely produces that perseverance and that there is a crown on the other side of it. There's glory on the other side of it. If you can just hold on father and adding to our faith obedience, Lord, us just being willing to follow you, the things that you say, whether it's to move across the country, like I did, or whether it's to just go to a Bible study, whatever it is, Lord God, that we will have faith and that we also father God, everyone on the sound of my voice, Lord God, that, that they would add to their faith works. Lord God, that they're add to their faith. Father God, that, that just belief, Lord God, that what you've called them to do, that you will help bring to pass, but that it is also for us to be a faithful steward over finances, over education, over training, Lord God, over preparation, Lord God. And we just believe, and I just want to release that, Lord God, that this time next year, that the people that are listening to this podcast, the people that have been following Doug, the people that have been ultimately following you, Lord God, that they will see fruit and manifestation, that they'll see harvest in their lives that will cause them to look back and just celebrate and praise God for the wonderful, wonderful things that you have released, Lord God, into their lives, oh God. So we just speak that commitment, Father God, we speak that that co-laboring, co-laboring with you, Father, and that our lives each and every day will be transformed, that we'll all be transformed, Lord God, and that there will be manifestation in our lives that will just blow our, our minds and just help us to be reminded that there is a God, that he loves us. And that he is with us every single day. Thank you for Doug. I ask that you'll continue to bless this ministry, explode this ministry, Lord God, and just bring him good gifts, Lord God, that are 36 and even a hundredfold, that which he pours out each and every day to all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This, I tell you, powerful, powerful. And I love this. We're going to look back a year later. We're going to, I tell you, this was such a, um, there was something that got released in the spirit that you're going to go back and say, this was a turning point. Amen. Listen to this a few times. Tell us how we can get in touch with you, follow you on the internet. Absolutely. So my website is edwinafindley.com and that's E-D-W-I-N-A-F-I-N-D-L-E-Y, edwinafindley.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Edwina Findley, and I'm on Facebook at Edwina Findley Dickerson. All right. Well, thank you so much, Edwina. It was such a blessing. 
You are so welcome. And for those who would like to invite me to come and speak or lead a workshop, um, they can email info at AbundantLifeU.org or they can email Matt at SilverLiningEntertainment.com. And I definitely enjoy serving and, and just empowering people. Yeah, it just flows from you. The word of the testimony is really powerful this week. All right, everybody. Love you all. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.